Hello, welcome to Our Lady of Victory live streaming. Today is Thursday, March 4th of the second week of Lent. And today we're going to hear from Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. A very familiar gospel passage, so let's listen to it together. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments, fine linens, and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised up his eyes and saw Abraham far off, and Lazarus at his side. He cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and come and cool my tongue. I'm suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here while you are in torment. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's reflection I've just entitled, Players. So imagine the scene, a Saturday morning soccer game. The players, six, seven, and eight-year-olds. A nervous six-year-old is playing his first game. He hopes and he prays that the ball does not come next to him, but it comes right at him, and he kicks it. He kicks it hard. He has no idea if it was a good kick. He doesn't even know if he kicked it to his own player or to his opponent. He just knows he kicked the ball. He is so excited that he runs off the field in the middle of the game to his mom and his dad in the stands. Did you see me? Did you see me kick? I did it. I kicked the ball. Another six-year-old is knocked over by his opponent. His knee is bleeding. When this happens next year, when he's seven, he'll shake it off and he'll go after the ball. And the guy who knocked him over, but this year, the six-year-old runs crying into the stands looking for his mom. The seven-year-old player is a scrambler. He's fast. He goes for the ball and takes out anyone in his way. He wants to score and for everyone to know that he wants to score. But of course, then there's the eight-year-old, the veteran. 
He wants to win the game. He's learned to watch the field, to know where his teammates are, to size up exactly who the good players are on the opposite side. When he controls the ball, he decides quickly who has the best chance of putting the ball into the net, and he will immediately pass the ball off to another player. If he believes he has the best shot, he'll take it. But his goal is always to win the game. No team can win without players like him. At a Saturday morning soccer game, the gospel parable of the rich man and Lazarus is played out. See, in the story, Jesus does not condemn the rich man for being rich, but for simply failing to realize the opportunities he has for alleviating the suffering of Lazarus at his gate. The six- and the seven-year-old soccer players don't see the game yet. They just see themselves and their own needs and their own hopes and their own wants. But the older eight-year-old has already seemingly learned to watch the whole field and has developed in some ways his own methodology for winning. And it often means putting himself and his skills at the service of others. See, I think that's the vision that Jesus calls each one of us, to see beyond our own poverty, to recognize the poverty of others, to understand that our lasting legacy is truly about how we use our talents and our resources the very gifts that we have been given by God to build up his kingdom in our own time, in our own place. I always marvel at our children, and those of you who know me well know how much I love our children because I think so often they teach us so much more than we can teach them. Just watching them, I always feel I learn something new each and every day. Today I give thanks for all of the children in my life, especially those those six and seven-year-olds, those eight-year-olds who have helped me to see a much bigger picture in life. Let's pray. Lord God, open our eyes to see to see the poor, the needy, the forgotten at our own gates. Open our hearts to make a place for them in our compassion and in our respect. In welcoming the Lazaruses to our own tables, may we welcome you. In sharing with them from the bounty that you have given to us, may we give you thanks. Through the Lazaruses that we meet and that we welcome, may we discover your joy in giving to others as you have given to us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. May you truly be blessed today, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great day. Make it a great Lent.